This week, Red Button gives over its time slot to 10 years, 10 songs, 1976 to 1985. This marked out with music 10 years at a time one song per year a song that reminds you of that year we are not trying to retrospectively make ourselves seem clever or musically sophisticated by backdating things that we discovered later in life picking tracks that are not necessarily our favorite music by our favorite bands but that instead provide a kind of a map of our lives 10 years at a time nineteen seventy seven Barclay James Harvest Poor Man's Moody Blues now I carefully curated my choice of songs to start after my heavy rock prog rock period. Um, so you've been saved from Genesis, ACDC, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, and and I've, I've entered the period where I'm not too embarrassed to share um, my tracks with you. But one prog rock song has made the, made the cut in 1977 with Barclay James Harvest. Now, why should I pick a slightly obscure prog rock band? Well, the answer is that Diggle, a part of a group of villagers called Saddleworth on the side of the Pennines, um, was the place where Barclay James Harvest lived. Mel Pritchard, the drummer, drummer used to um, have a pint with our Gareth down the um, Hanging Gate. Les Holroyd, who was the lead singer, I kid you not, went out with my mum's mate. Now, they, they sort of made a bit of an impact in, in Britain, but nothing like Germany, where my brother then went to live, where in Germany they are absolutely massive. There was one um, concert they did at the Brandenburg Gate in Germany when the wall came down at the end of the Cold War that had hundreds of thousands of people there. And Argareth could eat out, he could drink out, he could wow the Germans with he knew Barclay James Harvest. So... That's why they're in my number. And why have they called it Poor Man's Moody Blues? Was because some, some reviewer, unkindly reviewing one of their am- albums, said that they were a Poor Man's Moody Blues. And so they wrote a track, The Poor Man's Moody Blues. But they might be prog rock. I might find prog rock a bit embarrassing. But I will love Barclay James Harvest and have a place in my heart for them until the day I die. So... That's my first track.
1978, Tom Robinson Band, Glad to be Gay. Now, assuming my listeners made it past the prog rock, we now get on to what I still to this day consider to be the good stuff. Now, Tom Robinson, he was in his pomp um, when I was in the fifth form at Saddleworth School. And he brought out an album, Power in the Darkness, that this, this track features on. And it was one of my favourite albums of that period. Um, I could have chosen any number of tracks from this album. Another one that springs to mind was um, 2468 Motorway, um, which I remember we used to pogo to on the Stretford end before the match when they played it on Piccadilly Radio in the 1970s when I used to attend Manchester United. Um, but I've chosen Glad to be Gay because I think Tom Robinson did amazing things. He, he he was huge in the Rock Against Racism movement. He actually um, was the highlight of the um, famous Rock Against Racism um, festival in Victoria Park in, in 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 London, alongside the Clash. So he was fantastic. But but perhaps the most iconic track of that album, and probably the most iconic track that the Tom Robinson band ever produced, was "Glad to Be Gay." Now. It seems for for younger listeners, um, it seems almost commonplace today to say that it's okay to be gay, it's okay to be lesbian, but it certainly wasn't the case in that period. It's a period where not so many years after that, Margaret Thatcher was um, introducing legislation to make it illegal for teachers to say that a gay relationship or a lesbian relationship as a, a relationship for bringing up children was was acceptable. So this was a period where homophobia was rife. And we used to put on Power in the Darkness in the Sixth Form Common Room. 
and we used to sing along. And I have to be absolutely honest, we it 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 was a bit sort of ooh when Glad to Be Gay came on. But if Tom Robinson was Glad to Be Gay, we were prepared to sing along. So Glad to Be Gay was a theme tune of the Sixth Form Common Room in Saddleworth in 
It's your Bill's big bag of onions. Nineteen seventy-nine, John Cooper Clark, Mallorca. Now, some people listening to this, because we're a Wivenhoe-based station, will think of John Cooper Clark as that Wivenhoe blow. Well, I was around, as I've said already, in the, on the side of the Pennines in Saddleworth. Our nearest town was Oldham, and John Cooper Clark was from Salford, so he was a local boy. And I was lucky enough to see him at the um, Oldham Council to Queen Elizabeth Hall. He was the support act for um, Elvis Costello. And I think I can honestly say, other than when you're sort of pinned to the chair and forced to listen to poetry in English at school, um, John Cooper Clark was probably the, the first poet that I ever listened to um, with any enthusiasm in my life. He came on before Elvis Costello, and yeah, that we were pretty excited because nothing ever happened in Oldham in the 1970s. Bands didn't come to Oldham, and the council had just built this new Queen Elizabeth Hall. So we were excited, and our excitement had expressed itself in considerable drinking in bars and pubs um, around the area. And we descended as a drunken teenage mass on the Queen Elizabeth Hall, and on came a poet. And the skill and genius that is John Cooper Clark is that he could hold a crowd of drunken teenagers, hundreds of us, in his the palm of his hand. He was an absolute genius, and we loved him, and I still love him to this day. I'm a joker. This is about sir. Uh, Holidays, package holidays, holidays of the package kind, Majorca, here I come, caramba. Fasten your seat, mount saves the voice, inside a plane you can't hear no noise, engines made by Rolls Royce, take your choice, make mine Majorca. Check out the caravans, can't be found, alert the passengers, they'll be drowned. Friendly mug says settle down. When I came round, I was gagged and bound for Majorca. And the eyes caressed and eat hostess, an unapproachable flip finesse. They got little bags if you want to make a mess. Fancy Cuba, but it cost me less to Majorca. Whose blonde sand gently caresses the cool blue lips of the Mediterranean. They packed us into the white hotel, you could still smell the polycell. Wet white paint in the air-conditioned cells, the waiter smells of fake Chanel. Gold wares, garlic as well, says if I want I can call him Miguel. Well, really, I got drunk with another fella who'd just brought up a previous paella. He wanted a fight, said they were yelling in Majorca. The guitars rang, the castanets clicked, the double diamond flowed like sick. Mother's pride, tortillas and chips, something, something made me sick in Majorca. 
Yes, the heat made me sick. I had to stay in the shade. Wished I'd join the International Brigade. Cause the fascists won and by Christ I paid him a joke. So, 1980, The Selector, Too Much Pressure. I think we're now getting to the music tracks that were the the theme tune of my time at university in Brighton in the first four years of the 1980s. Um, Probably the most exciting years of my life. I'd I'd left the um, village on the side of the Pennines, Diggle, where absolutely nothing happened. Um, next to Oldham, where virtually nothing happened, and I'd gone off to university. And the selector um, were definitely part of the soundtrack of every student union disco that I ever went to, with the wonderful, wonderful, the stylish, the magnificent Pauline Black as their front woman. And she... She had such presence. Um, she was such a character. And I think the really important thing for me about two-tone is that it brought together black and white musicians in Coventry, playing music together, ce- celebrating their anti-racist stance. And, and, and Pauline was a fantastic front person for Selector, the Selector. Now, another interesting story, just to go off on a bit of a tangent, there was a a band I saw in um, Rajasthan of all places when I attended the Rajasthan International Folk Festival called the Scarvengers from Delhi, which were, as you might guess, an an Indian band. um, And the, the lead singer based herself on Pauline Black, which was, it was a completely... Well, it's, I, think, I think they call it fusion music, but it was a bit bizarre, this um, Delhi ska band that I went to see. But anyway, I was, I was a bit sort of, um, I, I was watching with admiration for this band. They were really good. And they were doing, um, the, that she was doing all the ska moves, but the audience was, to be frank, a bit bangra. So I decided, I'd put on my pork pie hat and I'd, I'd, and I'd, got, I'd, I'd got my ska gear on and my... Uh, got my little shirt on, so I, I went down the front and and I, I said to my friend's son, "Let's go and show him how it's done." He looked a bit worried, and I dragged him down the front and I started to do my 1980s scar moves. And at this point, much to my horror and the never-ending, lasting sort of amazement of of, of my partner Nelica. The crowd parted because I looked the part in my Fred Perry shirt and my pork pie hat. And the crowd parted and they all started to watch me. And, and then they started to copy me. And then when I'd finished, people came up to Nellerick and said, your man, your husband, he's a brilliant dancer. That's never happened to me before, never happened since. And I'm pretty confident I'll go to my grave without it ever happening again. So, Pauline. Thanks for inspiring the Scarvengers.
1981, The Specials, Ghost Town. If I had to choose one track that was a theme tune for Margaret Thatcher's 1980s, it would be Ghost Town. Ghost Town was about Coventry. It was about how many towns in this country had been reduced in their stature. They'd got unemployment. They'd got huge youth unemployment. There was lots of poverty. Um, we were seeing unemployment that we'd never seen in this country uh, since the start of the post-war boom in 1945. Um, Margaret Thatcher was intent on destroying um, the trade unions in this country so she could reduce people's wages and put the working class back in its place. And she was prepared to destroy um, whole towns to achieve that. Um, ghost town. It was about Coventry, but it could have been about many, many towns throughout the length and breadth of the land. And again, specials played their part in two-tone, this magnificent record label based in Coventry, which The Selector and Paul in Black sang for as well, with other great bands such as The Beat. And I think that what's so important about this is it gave young people, youth in that period, and music that they could identify with that set out what was happening to them. And it wasn't just a lament, which you might see Ghost Town as. It was also the two-tone music, was the music of black and white, unite and fight. It was the music of resistance. So you'd, you'd see um, songs like Ghost Town and the previous track that I've spoken about, The Selector, Too Much Pressure, been played at Rock Against Racism gigs, where angry black and white youth were uniting to fight um, the National Front. Now, these days, I don't like the way people throw around the, the, the Nazi accusation, a bit like confetti. I think when we call somebody a Nazi, we should mean it. And it's a whole new level of evil when we talk about the level uh, that the Nazis sank to. And the National Front, which the Selector and the Specials and the Beat were um, singing their music against, were the genuine article. They were Nazis. And to have a theme tune for the angry young people that were having none of it was magnificent. So the Specials, thank you so much, Specials. We'll love you forever. And... One track which I really struggled, should it be Ghost Town? And I went for Ghost Town because there's another one, but that's coming later.
things living under logs, but ooh, I love onions. Susan, well done. You just need to squeeze in the, the fact that it's on Tuesdays at 8pm. Can you do that for me? 1982, The Clash, Rock the Casbah. Well, I like also different kinds of genres of music, but it has to be said, when it comes to rock music, The Clash are the best. They produced so many fantastic albums in, in, in the 1980s um, that um, we, we will be forever grateful. My generation, when they hear the clash, are transformed back into youth. And believe me, that's sometimes quite a difficult thing to achieve. But play this to a bloke in their early 60s and they're taken back to the 1980s. There's so many brilliant um, albums by the clash. But it's not just what they stood for in terms of their fantastic music. It's It's also what they stood for in terms of the youth rebellion of that period. Along with Tom Robinson at the great Lewisham Rock Against Racism Anti-Nazi League Festival that I um, referred to earlier were The Clash, with the late Joe Strummer, the much-missed Joe Strummer, um, leading the way in putting in a fantastic, fantastic performance. You can see it on YouTube. Um, we read about it at the time when um, in the New Musical Express when I was in the sixth form and were jealous that it wasn't a little bit nearer Diggle on the side of the Pennines and wasn't reachable. But Strummer, he was a hero. And this track's been covered by so many people. I, I looked it up on the internet and it, it must have been covered by 20 or more bands. But my favourite cover of this is by Rashid Tahar, um, who brings... Um, a the, the spirit of the Kasbah to the song. And it's a fantastic cover. And like Joe, um, Rashid died a few years ago. And he, he, was a, he was a fantastic band as well. But we've got to play the Clash version, haven't we? So here we go. The Clash, rock the Kasbah. Generate the faithful 
sort of 1980 student lefty and you're probably thinking if you know that period when's the billy bragg track coming well not to disappoint here's the billy bragg track and i've chosen um billy bragg in new england um i it, there's a version of this sung by um kirsty mccall which i also love and arguably that was that was a better version but to get my ears right i i, I had to choose billy's version but um, Kirsty, um, Kirsty McCall, daughter of Ewan McCall, covered it, and and she, she, she I, I, I loved Kirsty, and I, I loved Billy, and I, I think that it was a huge disaster when Kirsty was killed on holiday by um, an errant speedboat. But anyway, back to 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 Billy Bragg. Billy Bragg was is is so much more than a musician. He's 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 done a lot to bring the folk tradition to a new audience. There was people from the punk and new wave that were introduced to the English folk tradition by Billy Bragg, which was quite an achievement because you wouldn't expect um, punks of that period to be embracing um, folk music, but they did with Billy Bragg. He's he's done a lot to introduce us to what happened to English folk music when it went to America, which is really important. The other thing that He's, we've got to talk about when we talk about Billy Bragg is that he was a protest singer. He was involved in Red Wedge, for example, which was a group of um, bands that went around campaigning to bring an end, somewhat unsuccessfully, I'm afraid to add, um, to the end of Margaret Thatcher's 1980s government and to try and get them driven from office. But the Red Wedge um, initiative didn't work. But Billy was always there going back to my student discos you couldn't get through a student disco without the specials and you couldn't get through a student disco without billy bragg billy we love you i was 21 years when i wrote this song i'm 22 now but i won't be for long People ask me when will you grow up to be a man But all the girls I love in school are already pushing trams I loved you then as I love you still Though I put you on a pedestal, they put you on the pill I don't feel bad about letting you go I just feel sad about letting you know I don't want to change the world I'm not looking for a new England just looking for another girl I don't want to change the world I'm not looking for a New England I'm just looking for another girl I love the words you wrote to me But that was bloody yesterday 
I can't survive on what you send Every time you need a friend I saw two shooting stars last night I wished on them But they were only satellites It's wrong to wish on space hardware I wish, I wish, I wish you'd care soon on Cone Radio. Box 39 investigates. That's right, the Box 39 investigates team tears the lid off one of the greatest and yet scarcely known open secrets of British political life the infamous stolen UK election of 1992, where, after 10% of the electorate vanished from the voter rolls for fear of having to pay the poll tax, the ruling party was returned to power by a margin of only 7%. The team talked to dozens of these disappeared voters and asked them who they would have voted for in 1992. The results will shock you. Our exclusive report for Box 39 is coming soon to Cone Radio. Nineteen eighty-four, the specials. Free Nelson Mandela. Well, two tones back again, and this time it's the specials with Free Nelson Mandela. Well, I went on so many demonstrations um, when apartheid was um, in government in South Africa. I remember picketing South Africa House. I remember going on demonstrations in Trafalgar Square, where of course South Africa House is, and the specials were the theme tune for the struggle against the the oppressive apartheid regime in South Africa. I think that the specials were, the, the, the role that the specials played with this tune was, was recognised when years later, when Nelson Mandela was freed, they were invited to play at the free, at the Nelson, free Nelson Mandela um, concert that was held at Wembley. My brother, the lucky, um, lucky individual um, was uh, managed to get tickets for that, and he saw um, the specials play "Free Nelson Mandela" with Nelson Mandela in the balcony at Wembley, listening on. So, what, 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 what a fantastic gig that was! I was doing my ironing, watching it on the telly, but our Idris was in the crowd. Lucky Idris, and I think that the, the specials with that song. I think I'd like to delegate it. Sorry, I'd like to dedicate it to my friend Anthony Clavain because he struggled to um, free Nelson Mandela by picketing um, the South African embassy at um, Trafalgar Square. And he got nicked. 
And he'd been warned, and the protesters had been warned, that they shouldn't carry on protesting because they were causing offence to the South African embassy, which, of course, was the purpose of the demonstration. He was dragged off by the police, and he ended up serving a short period in prison for it. So, let's dedicate Free Nelson Mandela to our good friend, Anthony Clavain. In 1985, a case at Cliff Point covered by Norma Waterson called Coal Not Dome. Well, Kay was a member of Women Against Pit Closes um, from the Kent Coalfield. She was a wonderful, wonderful woman that I saw speak in the 1980s in that great struggle, the great miner strike of 1984 to 85, when the mining communities came out um, to oppose pit closures 
and try and defeat Margaret Thatcher's government. And many, many different communities um, united behind the miners. I remember at the time, the black communities in our inner cities saw that they wanted to support um, the miners. And there was huge support in the black community. And there was trade unions throughout the length and breadth of the land. Many of them realized how important it was to support the miners. In that period, I had the honor to be the um, chair of the Brighton Miners Support Group. And we organized collections every Saturday morning outside supermarkets throughout um, Brighton, where I was living at the time. And we, we collected food, we collected all sorts of things that people would need to just survive. And it used to be an incredible experience standing outside at the co-op in, in Brighton, where you'd get pensioners who obviously couldn't afford um any spare cash at all would would give me their can of beans um, every Saturday to support the miners. And it was because, and they told me this, it's because they hated, they really hated Margaret Thatcher with a passion. Now, Kay's wonderful poem talks about what happened to the mining communities, how those towns in the north of England were were completely destroyed by Thatcher's government. People speculate today about how Boris Johnson is possibly the worst prime minister that people can ever remember. But for me, Margaret Thatcher is unassailable. She will always, unless something so terrible that I can't even begin to imagine what it might be, she will always be unassailable as the worst post-war prime minister of our lifetime. Anyway, back to Kay's, Kay's poem captures the, the anger, the complete destruction that was brought upon the mining communities. And it's been covered by, by many, but I'm going to choose um, Norma Waterson. Now, Norma Waterson is a fantastic figure from the Waterson family, um, the, the doyons of um, folk music in this country. She recently died this year, which is a terrible, terrible loss. I was very lucky to see her perform in the Colchester Arts Centre, and a memorable performance. I'm so, so pleased that I managed to see Norma, and she was a terrible loss. But she performs this, this song by Kay Sutcliffe in the manner that only Norma could. It's, it's a wonderful poem by wonderful Kay Sutcliffe, performed by the wonderful Norma Waterson, Cole Not Dull. It stands so proud, the wheel so still, a ghost-like figure on the hill. It seems so strange, there is no sound. Now there are no men underground. What will become of this pitchyard where men once labored faces hard? Tired and weary, their shift done. Never having seen the sun
Will it become a sacred ground with foreign tourists gazing around, asking if men once worked here, way beneath this pitted gear? Empty tubs once filled with coal, lined up. Like men on the dole, will they be used again, or left for scrap, just like the men? There'll always be a happy hour for those with money, jobs, and power. They'll never realize the hurt they do to them. They treat like dirt. What will become of this pit yard where men once labored, faces hard, tired and weary? Shift on, never having seen the sun. There'll always be a happy hour for those with money, jobs, and power. They'll never realize the hurt they do to men. They treat like dirt. Hello, I'm a jazz expert. Wivenhoe residents have paid me a rather modest consultation fee to come here to define jazz for you, and it's a very, very difficult question. Very difficult. So, in view of the modesty of the fee I've been paid, what I'm going to do is to throw the question right back at you. Here goes, residents of Wivenhoe, I'm asking you, what is jazz? Thank you. Bill's big bag of jazz onions. Every Sunday night from 11 p.m. here on 106.6 FM, Cone Radio. Nineteen eighty-six, the Communards with Sarah Jane Morris. Don't leave me this way. Interestingly, um, Sarah Jane Morris also covered um, Case Upcliffe's wonderful poem "Coal Not Dull." Um, um, I couldn't find the Happy End version, which was the band she was in, in at the time, um, on the internet. Um, but I think that Norma's version's the best. Anyway, just just on Sarah Jane Morris. Sarah was um, involved in doing fantastic work in the 84-85 minor strike to support the miners and she went on tour and I saw and helped organise the gig that she did in Brighton so that's when I first discovered her but I've seen her many times since she she moved the 
the, the Happy End was a big band with lots of brass instruments and great for dancing. She moved after that more into the the jazz field, and I, I saw her at um, uh, the Jazz Cafe in London, and I also saw her at a, a jazz venue in, in Stoke Newington. But this this song was the one that, uh, possibly not her best, but certainly her most famous um, because it got into the charts, where she sings alongside Jimmy Somerville of the Jimmy Somerville of the Communards, um, "Don't Leave Me This Way." It's a fantastic track, and I'm, I'm, if you haven't heard it before, I'm, I'm sure you'll love it. But the Communards were really, really important because in this period, um, the, 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 the AIDS um, was beginning to become the horrific threat to the gay community that it became. And it was really important that culturally, just as we had with, during the miners' strike with um, lesbians and gays support the miners, it was important that gay people were visible and that they had, you know, positive people which um, that, that, which we could all see. And Jimmy Somerville and the Com- Communards were certainly that. Um, I saw them perform alongside um, Tom Robinson in the period when Margaret Thatcher introduced Clause 28, which made it illegal for teachers to say it was okay to have lesbian and gay relationships and lesbian and gay couples to bring up children. And I saw them performing against um, Clause 28. So they were a fantastic, iconic band. And God, what a dance tune. What a dance track. Enjoy it. And if you're not dancing around the kitchen when you're listening to this one, you're too old. The Communards.
is a Guppy production for Colne Radio and is committed to a varied, equitable and truly inclusive output that properly reflects the ethnic diversity of our community audience. Coming soon on Colne Radio. Box 39 Investigates That's right, the Box 39 Investigates team looks into the problems of nepotism and cronyism here at Colne Radio. You have a husband and wife team on the board of directors. You have a husband and wife team hogging the week's most sought-after time slot. You have friendships and mutual backslapping at the very core of Box 39 itself. Well, that's right, Box 39 Investigates itself. You will be shocked. Coming soon on Colne Radio. Box 39, the music and magazine show, uh, s- uh, Thursdays at 8, uh, Saturdays at 2. Mm-hmm.